Oh, there's not a lot to see here in the small town of Union, Maine, is there, Jeff? No, with a population of about 2,200 people. It's a small town for sure, but we're not too far from Rockport, Maine and the coast. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, um, you, uh, you feeling okay, Ray? Mm, I've been feeling a little run down lately. Well, hey, why don't you pull up to that variety store right here on the right? And I'll get you some uh, some medicine. Oh, good. Thanks. All right. All right. Give me a second. I'll be right back. Okay. I uh, I found what we're looking for. Cheers. We're looking for soda? <laughs> Not just any soda, Ray. This was once considered medicine for your nervous system. Medicine that can cure fatigue, anxiety, even insanity. And what's inside this can started a war that's been waged for over a century. A war that continues today. I'm Jeff Belanger, and welcome to the New England Legends podcast. If you give us about 10 minutes, we'll give you something strange to talk about today. And I'm Ray Osier. Union, Maine is the next stop on our mission to chronicle every legend in New England, one story at a time. We appreciate you riding along with us. There are so many ways for you to get involved with us. There's our free New England Legends app that you can download right now on your smartphone. There's our super secret Facebook group, and of course, our website. All right. Before we get to this unique war-starting nerve medicine... We want to take just a minute to tell you about our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap? Read a book? Or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. Okay, Ray, we need to perk you up for today's adventure. Drink this. You're going to need your strength. All right. Oh, I'm feeling a little better already. Ah, Good, because we're about to head back to 1865 to meet the man who discovered a formula that would start a war. It's July of 1865, and Augustine Thompson has just finished serving in the Union Army in the Civil War. He was part of the men guarding the coast by the key shipbuilding city of Bath, Maine. 
Augustine was born and raised here in Union, Maine back in 1835. After serving in the Union Army, he attends Hahnemann Homeopathia College in Philadelphia, where he learns to practice medicine. With a medical degree in hand, he returns to New England, where he settles in Lowell, Massachusetts. The year is now 1876. Dr. Thompson's medical practice grows quickly. He's a sought-after doc. He's also eager to leave his mark on the world of medicine. So he starts to tinker with elixirs, plant roots, and other ingredients to develop his own medicine. He's trying to come up with a formula that can cure just about anything, a universal medicine. You need to remember that the U.S. Civil War was a time for many medical innovations. Lives were saved with new amputation methods. The anesthesia inhaler came around that could sedate people while they undergo life-saving surgeries. Then there's morphine, chloroform, ether, and other chemicals finding medical use. It's a new era of medicine. Discoveries are being made all the time. So Dr. Thompson starts experimenting with this South American plant called gentian root. It's got a bitter taste to it, but when mixed properly, some of his patients feel better. The thing about Dr. Thompson is he's not just a student of medicine, he's enterprising. And pretty soon, he comes up with an elixir he claims is effective against, and I quote, paralysis, softening of the brain, nervousness, and insomnia. Oh, that's a lot of ailments. It is. He calls his tonic nerve food and names it after a word he heard growing up in Maine. It's an Abenaki word that means dark water. There are ponds, streams, and falls bearing this same name. Now, Dr. Thompson thought it was a fit, but then again, he also thought maybe that origin story just wasn't sexy enough. So another version suggests he names his tonic after a lieutenant he served with in the Civil War, a man who discovered the medical uses for this plant. No matter the origin of the name, Dr. Thompson peddles his tonic for several years around the city of Lowell. And he must be doing something right because his patient's list is unmatched. Everyone is knocking on his door for his medical advice and his elixir. You know how most medicines taste bad? Yeah, of course. Well, not this nerve food. Folks like the blend of sweetness and bitter. And pretty soon, he's selling the stuff by the case. Whether the elixir is actually curing people or they just like the flavor didn't seem to matter too much. The bottles are being sold and demand is only increasing. It's 1884 when Dr. Thompson adds an ingredient that not only will cause an explosion in sales, but will ultimately be the first shot fired in the upcoming war. He adds soda water to his elixir and calls it Beverage Moxie Nerve Food. (laughs) Which doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. No. But that doesn't matter because it's at this moment that Moxie Soda is born. Ah. When Thompson applies for his patent in 1885, he explains that it was, quote, a liquid preparation charged with soda for the cure of paralysis, softening of the brain, and mental imbecility. It's not only being sold in bottles, but also in bulk as soda fountain syrup. And the money, the money is good. Everyone wants to get some Moxie, a carbonated beverage that's a delicious blend of bitter and sweet, a drink to satisfy everyone's taste. But when something is this successful, others are soon going to copy. Competitors are hungry to serve a thirsty market. In May of 1886, Dr. John S. Pemberton, a pharmacist way down in Atlanta, Georgia, creates a syrup for his soda fountain. Now, that product would soon be known around the world as Coca-Cola. But Coca-Cola sales aren't matching up with Moxie during these early days of the war. 
Back in Boston, lawsuits fly when the Modox company starts to market a carbonated beverage that sure does look, sound, and even taste similar to Moxie. The lawsuit kind of falters, but soon doesn't matter anyway because the Modox company goes out of business. A casualty in the soda wars. But Modox was just one company trying to copy. There's also Proxy, Noxy, and Toxy, just to name a few. I'm not sure anyone would want to drink Toxy. <laughs> I get it. Which may explain why it came and went so fast. Dr. Augustine Thompson passes away in June of 1903. But this isn't the end of Moxie. Not by a long shot. The soda wars are just beginning. After the Pure Food and Drug Act of 1906 was passed, the Moxie Nerve Food Company became simply known as Moxie, as you couldn't claim any health benefits after that, and pretty much just another soda company. Now, as with any war, people take sides. Down in Atlanta, Coca-Cola is exploding everywhere. By the 1920s, after its initial public offering, it's a clear cola juggernaut. But folks in New England, they like their Moxie, thank you very much. Battle lines are being drawn in the soda wars. The soda you drink becomes part of how you define yourself. People make it public who they endorse and who they do not. In the 1920s, Coca-Cola is now the big dog. But President Calvin Coolidge, he likes Moxie. Now, in full disclosure, we should point out that President Coolidge was born in Vermont and eventually became the governor of Massachusetts. So... Moxie was already in his blood. Well, fair enough. But once Red Sox legend Ted Williams starts endorsing Moxie on the radio and in print ads, well, that's it. New England's got Moxie. It's about this time that the word Moxie enters the English lexicon to mean someone, you know, with spunk, nerve, character. It's a word that traces its roots to an elixir invented by a guy from Union, Maine. Well, I like that Moxie becomes an adjective. I mean, no one ever says, hey, you showed some real Coca-Cola in that fight, kid. (laughs) No, they don't at all. Now, the Great Depression is a difficult time for all carbonated beverages. After all, you know, soda's a treat. And when times are lean, you stick to water. Now, though several soda brands are lost in the 1930s, Moxie does come out on the other side. But it's more of a regional favorite compared to Coca-Cola that's now a global brand. But still, Moxie survives. And that brings us back to today. On May 10, 2005, Moxie was designated the first official soft drink of Maine. Something long overdue, if you ask some folks. Even though it was invented and produced in Massachusetts, it was Union Maine's son, Augustine Thompson, who invented the stuff. And folks in Maine, they support their own. Now, when you think of the Cola Wars, you think of Coke and Pepsi. Sure. But you know what's funny? Pepsi is a relative newcomer. I mean, that company started in 1965. Still, if we have to declare a winner to the Cola Wars... It's Coke. Sure. They have the biggest market share out there, and they have for a long time. Sadly, back in 2018, Moxie Soda became a wholly owned subsidiary of the Coca-Cola company. So, even when you're drinking Moxie and showing the world where you're from through the trademark orange soda can, you're still supporting the big empire of the Cola Wars. And yet, even though Coke now produces it, it's still kind of tough to find Moxie Soda. Not so much here in Maine. But even grocery stores don't always carry it in other states. And outside of New England, it's even tougher to find. The brand survives pretty much on nostalgia. All right, now, before we leave Union, Maine, we simply must visit Matthew's Museum of Maine Heritage right here in town. All right. It's not the biggest museum in the state, but it's full of all kinds of Maine goodness. But the big attraction here is, of course, the moxie wing of the museum. 
It's filled with old advertisements and signs for Moxie. There's a mannequin made to look like Dr. Augustin Thompson and other memorabilia related to this legendary New England drink that still hangs around even though the Cola Wars are long over. All of this from a drink born as an elixir that could cure almost anything. Some love it, some hate it, but no matter what, New England has got Moxie. Yeah, we do. And you know who else has Moxie? Our Patreon patrons. They do. For just three bucks per month, these folks not only help support a movement and growing community of legend seekers, but they get early access to new episodes, plus bonus episodes and content that no one else gets to hear. Just head over to patreon.com slash New England Legends to sign up. And be sure to visit our website to check out photos of Dr. Augustin Thompson. Plus, nominate your favorite New England legend favorite for a Boney Award. We'd like to thank our sponsor, New Audi Herbals, and our theme music is by John Judd. Until next time, remember, the bizarre is closer than you think. Closer than you think.